Hi, I'm Christian. And I'm Angela. And we are married. And more. All right, everyone, it is another episode of Married and Bored, and we are ready to go. If, you, if you need to, grab your Skittles and your peach beer. and. <laughs> are you just looking at what I have in front of me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome back to another episode of Married and Bored podcast, where two married and bored people... Oh, no, we're not bored. Oh. No. No, okay. it's B-O-A-R-D. Oh, that's so funny. That's witty. Whoever thought of that is a genius. <laughs> no, guys, welcome back. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, again, my name is Christian. And I'm Angela. We're here to talk about board games, and we hope you are ready to listen as well. How's everybody doing out there? It's summer. Yes, which for us in the Valley of Phoenix is just like... The time when you don't do anything outside. Yeah, it's like the opposite of winter everywhere else. Yep. You stay inside in winter. We stay inside in summer. This week, we turned a corner, and it is over 100. 110 today. This just in. I from just, a text from my mother, not 45 <laughs> minutes ago. I just want you to know we're talking about the weather. Hey, we're just letting people know what's going on Okay. in our neck of the woods. Angela? I hope in your neck of the woods, you are getting out and enjoying your summer. You know what would be cool is if we, we, I, let's back this up. What I'm trying to say is more and more people are getting the vaccine and more and more people are getting together to play games after 18 months. Yeah, it seems like an N- eternity. Yeah, now you and I, we dabbled in remote gaming. Right? We did. We did dabble. We tried the TTS with some friends, mm. um, and it works. It does work. There's just, and it, you guys probably know, there's just the vibe is gone. Yeah, it's the wrong vibes. The thrill is gone, like the song says. Mm-hmm. So we tried that. For many of you, that worked great, and you played probably more games in the past 18 months yeah. than you have maybe ever. And that's that's what's great about remote games. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm glad it's there. Yeah, I'm not I'm not knocking on tabletop simulator, other ways to virtual game. I just feel like when you know what the real thing is, yep, just miss it. So yeah, um, I know that people do this, and I've never done it, but they've played they play games over like Skype, where like. Mm. They'll have a camera on, like, maybe one person will have the board and, like, control everything. Okay. When everyone else is just, like, move my guy here. Well. I don't really know how that works. If you do that, I'm just curious. It could work. I don't know. We need, we're glad that it's coming to a point for us because we're vaccinated. We personally feel comfortable, which is a good segue into our what's up. We have a joint what's up. That yeah. we have been having consistent uh, a gaming group. Yeah. So far, consistent means like three times, but that's big for us. Hey, after 18-month hiatus, yeah, that's pretty good. And like, like many of you during this time, we played a lot of games at home together. Mm-hmm. And every time we played a game, we went, man, I wonder what this is like with five. Or I wonder what this mm-hmm. is like with four. With maybe the exception of Seven Wonders Duel. Okay, yeah. I don't ever wonder what that one is at two. I mean, not at two. It's only it's at only two. It's only two. 
<laughs> but yes, we would always be like, oh, I wonder how this changes the experience. Or I bet it's a different experience yep. that better maybe with more than two. Yeah, so games are back, baby. We're back. So we have been, so what's up with us? Oh, you always have to say it. What's up with you, Chris? <laughs> no, so in this game group, um, I selfishly got it together mm-hmm. uh, emotionally and physically to play Root. I wanted to play Root. Yeah. Um, Angela and I have played Root together against each other early on because we, did, as we learned, we've played with the clockwork, um, which we mm-hmm. always lose to. And it just doesn't have that, like, mmm. I've played solo. Yes. We know it is a good game, and we have fun every time we play it. Like, But we yeah. know there's so much more. And we've played three people back in the day with with uh, our friend, Jason. Yeah. What's up? Um, yeah. But we, we played. Okay, so tomorrow we have another one scheduled, which we're really excited for. Yeah, this will be the... Um, this will be our third root group night. Yeah. So we play six-player root. Woo! <laughs> and what is what do you like about it so far? Um, well, there's a lot. Okay, that's that's you threw me that question without me being yeah, able to think about it. Yeah, it's the broadest question. Um, well, what I like is that there's so much contact on the board. Like you're running into people, and and it doesn't always mean there's fights, but there's a lot more fights. There's a lot more than with just two and a bot. Yeah, for sure. Like when we played the first game. Now, half the group was learning. And when you learn and teach Root, it's a beast. It is. Um, everybody did really well. And there weren't a lot of fights. And that's normal. Because people look at this game and they go, oh, this is like risk. I don't want to lose my people. But you know that like, if you play the birds, it doesn't matter. <laughs> if you play the cats, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. as much. It all matters. It's a game. You're supposed to win. However. <laughs> but the battling... I mean, if you go with me for a second, like root, the whole thing is area control. Um, I'm not sorry, not root risk, risk. The whole thing is area control. So battling is like your main objective. Mm -hmm. But for root, battling might help you, but your main objective is to get 30 victory points. Yeah. So it's not always a battle as an answer to that question. Yeah. But sometimes it is. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So I've been really enjoying it. What's your favorite thing about it? Uh, mine is just playing it. Um, I like games because I like sitting at the table and having a shared experience. That's my favorite part about games. It doesn't matter what the game is. It doesn't matter if I'm winning. Yeah, I know. Uh, I just like having, I like being together. And if two or three times during the game I can screw someone up. I've said this before. <laughs> if I can screw someone up or like... Me personally make a, like a big jump in points in root. Yeah. Like one time, I, so the two times we played so far, I've been the otters, the river folk, and it's that's a very different way to play root. Um, and since I bought that expansion, I was like, I need to play this. These are my guys, and I I did it like a twelve point swing in one turn. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, this is cool. I, and then that time, I don't think I won. But I ended up winning the second game, which is really cool. Um, You know what was a small, I don't know, little thorn in my side about you being the otters? Um, No. Is that... They're too cute? Yeah. Well, it's actually not about you being the otters. So much as like... 
So Christian goes on this point swing the last time we were playing. And I was at like twenty nine no twenty seven points or something. He's winning. Yeah. And basically we have he's the last person or the first person to go maybe is the best way to think about it. So all of us have one more turn and then we know he's gonna win after that turn. Unless we can get someone to win before him or somehow Stop me. Stop him. Yep. So <laughs> the what does everyone do? Well, luckily for me, they all bought my services. They, they all buy his services. <laughs> and I'm looking at everyone and voicing like, hey, we all realize we probably shouldn't buy his services right now. And everyone's just like, well, you know, I don't, I don't even know what the consensus was or what the excuse was. I think deep down was, they wanted to go home. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. Maybe. That's an easier pill for me to swallow. So uh, then... What happens? Christian Christian takes his turn, and he wins. And everyone goes, "Oh, I didn't think you like, were going to be able to I didn't do think it." You'd be able to do it, and I was like, "I wonder how how he could have." There was fifteen warriors in his funds for him to use. Yeah, if you want a fun uh, picture, go look at our Instagram account at Married and Board. It's it's probably two weeks ago now. There's a picture of my um, otter playboard mm-hmm. on the last round of the game. I literally have about 14 funds, like <laughs> six cats, three birds. Like, it's crazy um, how much I got. And I was able to just convert that into victory. You know what? I'm not bitter at all. No. I'm fine. No. But, uh, Angela, you've been playing. Who have you been playing? Um, the Lizard Cult. That's right. We played the Lizard Cult. And one thing that we realize when you play a game more than once, <laughs> which is rare for me, um, you figure out that you there there are things that you do wrong, like yeah. like especially in this game. There's there's so much going on. There's so much going on, and so we realized you know we are playing the lizards wrong, and you were struggling th- for those for those um, first two sessions. Yeah. But what you know, speaking of remote games, Angela has been playing Root Mobile on our iPad like yeah. crazy. Yeah. And how are you liking that? Well, I think. I think I've like steadied off and taken a break from it. But at first I was like, I need to figure out why anyone would ever play these lizards. Is it just because there's six of us? Because I've played the lizards before solo um, against like mechanical people in Root. And I've played the lizards with Christian and another bot player. Yep. Um, and I never struggled that much. So I did figure out I was doing a, f- a couple things incorrectly. So one of them would have helped me. One of them wouldn't have. It would have it made it harder. So um, I guess that kind of evens out. But I think I kind of got the hang of it yeah. by playing it um, on there. So, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, and if you're looking for a great digital experience of a board game, Root is, like, the one you want. Yeah. It is so well done. It takes care of, like, all the little things that we forget when we play physically. Mm-hmm. It just does them. And you're like, oh, I guess I get two points for that. Right. Like, because you forget to look at your quests and you just happen to go to a place as the yeah. vagabond that you need to turn in the quests. Mm-hmm. It, it works very well. It takes care of a lot of, a lot of that head thinking, which is... is there's a lot of thinking going on, especially when you got six different factions out on the board and you're trying to 
remember everything, yep. you know, like, and remember who can move regardless of rule, who can't move regardless of rule. Um, what is this person's like ability and order of operations? And what is this person's? And cause it's not enough to just know your own faction. You have to kind of know everyone else's. Yeah, you kind of do. And that's, that's what I like and don't like about Ruth. For me, like to having to remember all that stuff is a little bit overwhelming. It's a brain buster. But it is what it is one of my favorite games. Mm-hmm. So I have enjoyed playing it. So and we did an earlier. Well, I mean, not super early, but we've done an episode on Root. Yeah. So if you want to go back in time, um, definitely give the Root episode a listen. Um, I think we talked about having a Root group then, and we were mm-hmm. like, "Oh, we need one. We need one." Um, and so we have one, and it's been it's been really fun. Mission a comp accomplished. <laughs> um, so one other thing that I wanted to just mention that uh, both of us oh. are excited about is um, two of the three giant kickstarters that we backed last year have arrived, Woo-hoo. and I don't think we've talked about this on the show. Um, we got Nemesis, mm. and a couple weeks ago we got Oath. Yeah. Yeah. So those that's been really fun to see. Like I love opening new games. I know. Punching out those cardboards. You love it it's so good. <laughs> Wait, what is it? So good. Awesome. Um we have not played Oath. No. Oath is by the same people who did Root. So there's a lot of we love this company selfishly because well, yeah, they're from uh, Minnesota. They're from Minnesota. <laughs> and uh, we love their game. We love Fort. We love Root. We, I think, will love Oath. Yeah. It For right now, anyways, it's just a little overwhelming to jump into that one. Our hope is that this group that we started can maybe transition from Root to Oath and or Nemesis. Yeah. Do you have anything to say about those two games, Ange? Uh... Or maybe the one that's not here. Because you have Man. a little special connection to that one as of really Yeah, I'm reading a book that has a little bit to do with Egyptology. And so it's not a book on Egyptology. I don't know if I could do that in my current brain state. But it that does... sounds like a textbook. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is a work of fiction. And it just has a character who is an Egyptologist. And so I was like, hey, I know what Ankh means. Because we backed the game Ankh. And what does it mean? It means life. Life. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we are still waiting for that one. I feel like we've talked about this for many, many times. Many moons. But it's getting so close. And we can taste it. People in Southeast Asia and Australia are receiving their packages. Mm. And this is one of the rare ones that I and Angela and I decide to go all in on. Usually I'm like, you know what, we'll get the base game. Mm-hmm. 60 bucks. Yeah. This one we are just like, you know what? You know what we love? We love history. I think somewhere we love mythology and stuff like that. Yeah. And so we're just like, we're doing this. Mm-hmm. And there's like eight boxes of this game that are coming. So uh, stay tuned for maybe an episode on that. Maybe just a quick blurb on Instagram. Yeah. Who knows? Can I mention one thing? Or are um, we getting too long on the WhatsApp? You know, segment? this is our show. We can do whatever we want. All right. Well, I was just asking you. Um, we celebrated 12 years of marriage. Oh, why didn't we lead with that? I don't know. <laughs> that should have been number one. Number one. We're married <laughs> for 12 years now, guys. So when I started this show and I said, we're married and bored, you probably should have slapped me. 
No, no, I wasn't. One of the many times. It wasn't even on my radar. No, that's true. So I just thought of it now like, hey, we actually celebrated our anniversary and we went out and got Lost Ruins of Arnak for our anniversary. I called four game stores in the Phoenix area. None of them have it. Guess who had it? Coles. No, just kidding. (laughs) I was able to snag one at Barnes & Noble. So. Uh, Man, Coles with the comeback. If Coles had Ruins of Arnak... (laughs) I would be going to Kohl's like every Friday just to see what they had. Just to see what they have. Yeah. So we got that. We played it. We played it a couple times. Um, Jury's out on for me on that one. I'm still kind of really. Yeah. It's got everything for you. Um, Yeah. I think it's a little. It's a little too one dimensional. Oh wow. I know. Owen Wilson. Wow. Guys, I'm not saying any. Final verdict on that. That's not even what our episode's about. No, I know, but it's th- we can do whatever we want. Well, I want <laughs> to talk about our main segment, which oh, is coming yeah. up. That is such the segue. Guys, I have lots to say about what's coming up. I have never seen Angela more excited and fired up to talk about a board game than this game. We are going to be talking about The Initiative by Corey... Konetska. Corey Konetskia. I don't know how to say say his name, but um, yeah, you've seen it out there. It's a new game from him. He is a former Fantasy Flight games guy. He did two of my favorite games, Rebellion and oh. Outer Rim, oh, which are right. both Star Wars, but I don't need to talk about Star Wars anymore. Stay tuned for The Initiative. Alright guys, we are back and we are ready to talk about main game that we came here to talk about we came here to talk about the initiative yeah i've got lots going on in my brain <laughs> about this game and i really want to jump right in but i should back up and we should probably give a rundown of what this game is yeah angela hit us with that description all right well the initiative is a cooperative code breaking game for one to four players In the game, players take on the role of one teenager in a group of friends from the 90s, and this group of friends happens upon another game called The Key, and what follows is the friends' journey through their discovery and play of the game The Key. So it's kind of a game within a game experience. Game Inception. I hope that I am blowing your mind. Mm -hmm. Um, So that is... The basics of what it is, because of the nature of this game, we are going to try to discuss it in such a way that we do not give any spoilers. Yeah, we're going to do our best to do no spoilers. If we feel like it, maybe at the end of the show, we can timestamp it, and we'll do a spoiler-filled little itty-bitty chat. Uh, I'll call it a spoiler rant rant yeah (laughs) well maybe that gives a little bit too much on how you feel about the game at this current time no no but yeah so this is a game that um angela just told you about i don't have nothing else to say well i think the point is it it's very you can't talk about some parts of it without giving away something yeah so we we may choose to do a spoiler section at the end. And if so, and if you've never played it and want it to remain a secret, we will make sure that we 
give plenty of time. Yeah, just stop the show at the credits. When our our outro music kicks in and you're like, oh, that annoying song again, just shut it off. Yeah. (laughs) And then uh, if we, if, if we do it, um, it'll be at the end of that. Does that sound good? Sounds good. It's a good plan. So let's break this game down. Uh, The Initiative by Unexpected Games. Um, Ease of setup or tear down. Angela, take it away. I think it's pretty easy. What do you think? I think it's easy, too. Yeah. Number two. No. That's my favorite joke on our whole podcast. I, every time I fall for it. I can't just go with it and be <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> I have to go, no. Look, here's the deal. You have to set up almost every game you play. Yeah. Um, and so for us, this one is, it's fairly quick. It's got you a have, game board. You got the game board. You have cards. You have, um, like... What are these called? Not tokens, but... Um, they're standees. There you go. Player standees. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Yeah, there are tokens. Um, each mission needs to be set up, so there's like a process there. But it's nothing deep or involved, and things do develop as you go further in the game, but nothing, nothing crazy or super time-consuming. Yeah. One of the aspects of setting up this game is setting up the clue board. And if you picture Wheel of Fortune, like, shrunk down into a little, like, desktop little holder. Mm, but not the wheel. Not the like, wheel, sorry. Like, where the puzzle is. Yeah. Where Vanna. Where Vanna is. Where Vanna is. Not so, where Pat is. No, no. I was Vanna for this game. <laughs> and I was in charge of looking through all the mission decks and putting them into this clue board. Mm-hmm. One of the hardest parts for me was trying to remember, now, which way, what side of this card should I not look at? <laughs> like, in my head, every time, I was like, okay, I'm just going to peek. I think it's the right side. Panic ensues. Yeah, and every time, it was the right side. And so I got it. I got it in without spoiling anything, and I was able to set it up and get that uh, ready for everybody. Mm-hmm. But that was just a funny little setup thing that this game, that is unique to this game, Mm-hmm. Um, because there are a lot of secrets in this game. So if you get this game and you're ready to just jump into your first uh, session, don't open everything. Because no. it, there's a lot of cards that say stop, 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 stop. Yeah, it warns you. I mean, you have to be deliberately not looking. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. Listen to the cards. Yeah. Um, don't don't look where you're not supposed to look. Exactly. Because this game, in a way, it's like legacy light. Mm. There are things that are irreversible and fun things that you will discover about the initiative, the key, etc. All that. Okay. How accessible is learning to play? I will say it's fairly easy. It's really not... It's mechanically simple. Um, There's like two things you do on a turn and... As long as you know how to count, meaning you know which cards are higher than other cards, (laughs) uh, it's really mechanically simple. So I I feel like also on top of that, it has a lot of other, it has a lot of things that could pull non-gamers into the gaming experience. Like there's like a code breaking side of it, or there's like um, a comic along in in the rule book um yeah yeah it is a campaign style game so you're playing through a little comic book that tells you what mission to play when so i feel like you could bring a non-gamer and gamers alike to this and it would be a good experience 
for everyone. It's not a heavy game mechanically. No. I would say one of my favorite mechanics of the game is the card system. I think that's really unique. Mm. I haven't seen it in anything else. Can you think of anything where it's similar? No. Like, basically, I'll just run it down really fast. You're, you're, you're playing cards, and you want to play low cards first. Mm-hmm. Because if what's showing in front of you in the group is higher than what you have, you can't, you can't play any of your cards. Now, you can with other aspects of the game, but, like, you want to stack the cards kind of like solitaire-esque. But they don't have to go in order. They just have to be ascending. Yeah, so you want to try to have as few gaps in the ascending order as possible so that you're not... Yeah. So that you have more chances to do those actions. Yeah, like, one strategy might be, like, do I need, do I play this six card on the move action when a number one is showing. That's five cards that you're missing out out on. Is it worth it? So that's pretty cool. That's Mm -hmm. a cool strategy. But that's my favorite part about this game uh, mechanically and like learning to play and figuring that out was pretty fun. Yeah, agreed. Okay. How immersive is this experience? I'm going to let you go first. You want me to go first? Mm -hmm. Um... Excuse me, this is, I think it's in the middle of the road, right? Like, it's not, I was going to say, it's not like a narrative-driven game, but there is the narrative of Mm -hmm. the comic book. And the comic book is the other unique thing about this game. It is almost like Jumanji. Like, (laughs) you're playing a game, Angela and I are playing a game because these kids are playing a game. Like, I... Yeah. My my head kind of hurts thinking about it. It's hard to explain without... <laughs> Again, without spoiling it. Well, yeah, that, and without sounding really vague. Like, Christian and Angela are sitting down to play the game The Initiative. But then our characters, let's say we pick Brock and Prothia, Ooh. are playing the game The Key. So... Those two characters are playing the game The Key, (laughs) but then things might affect Angela and Christian's experience playing the initiative. It's very Inception. That's cool. The story in the comic book was very cool. Uh, Depending on if you win or lose a mission, you turn to a specific page. So, like, there are branching narratives. So that's that's very neat. It's neat. It's very immersive. I haven't seen it done in comic book form before. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, like it does feel very like spyish, just with the components that you use. <clears throat> Excuse me. Every like token, it looks like a file folder, like a Manila folder. Your standees are very like forties. You know, like, mm, mm-hmm. detective-ish yeah. stuff. So that's pretty neat, too. But you're yeah. a kid playing that 40s detective. <laughs> yeah. It's maybe immersive in a way that we don't normally talk about. Like, I mean, did I feel that I was a teenager in the 90s? No. But it, I did feel like this game was being manipulated in front of me. Yeah. And that's um, super unique. Right. So I didn't feel like I was Brock Sanders. Wow. Last name drop. Well, he's right there. We're looking at at his card. Okay. 
So I did not feel like I was Brock Sanders, but the game, because it's multi-layered like this, it was able to draw me in on the outer level of like Angela playing the initiative instead of like Brock playing the key. Because there's a game within a game. It's, I hope that we're not like overwhelming you. No, I mean, that's <laughs> or confusing you. It's a little confusing. That. Like, I think you feel the game within a game a little bit more than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're just looking for a unique experience, too, and like reading a comic book that ties directly in with what you're doing on the board, this game does that. Like, it, it's great. So, if you're into comic books, if you're into spy stuff, if you loved. If you love Jumanji, like that yeah. movie, when I was a kid, it was the best. Mm-hmm. Even the new ones with uh, starring Jack Black. I think it's The Rock, really, but whatever. Or Kevin Hart, even, but like, no, Christian goes for Jack Straight Black. Straight to Jack Black. It's, yeah, it's a good, it's, it, this one is, it's unique. Like, it's very That's unique. the best way to describe it mm-hmm. in this category. Yes. You will feel immersed in something. Oh, for sure. Okay, fun factor. Well, I was going to say, back up. You might even feel like you're immersed in an episode of Wheel of Fortune. Yes, you may. (laughs) That's not where my mind went, but (laughs) you may. No, that was just just a fun little joke. I got it. A lot of the clues and codes that you break are phrases, are maybe a number sequence that you have to decode. So that's Mm kind of like... And you... Reveal it one letter or number at a time, depending on what happens in the game. Just so, like Vanna. Just like Vanna. That's mm-hmm. right. R S T L N E up on the board. <laughs> Did you watch that a little bit? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now can we move to fun factor? Yeah, that's okay. Go ahead. Okay. Fun. Did we have fun playing this? I'm gonna let you go first. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna jump in and say, Angela, why don't you let me go first, please? <laughs> Um, Have I been aggressive in my? <laughs> well, I know where I know what you're gonna say because you've said it for the past like two days. <laughs> have I talked your ear off about this? No, 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 no. Um, I have a lot of okay, a lot of fun. No, but I do have fun playing this game. I had a lot more fun playing this game when we first got it. It was really cool. It was really fun. Is again to use that word unique. Um, I had never played anything like it. If there were more games that had that card system in it, I think that thing is my favorite thing in a game in the last year. Mm-hmm. I think that's super neat. Yeah. Um, and the code breaking is not something I'm great at. Mm. You know, that's not like my forte. Like, I felt like you were good. Some of them I could figure out, but like some people, I think you're one of these, when it was a number sequence, like that was your jam, obviously. Mm. math teacher you were like plus one minus two plus six minus four plus you know and you got the there pattern was only like a that handful of those though that's true but i had a lot of fun playing this i think i would have more fun no offense if i played with more people no 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 offense taken but i think that's if you had more people trying to like solve that clue mm-hmm. earlier mm-hmm. or like all being stumped and then revealing it having to be something stupid spoilers um that's just fun to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. So I think this is a fun game. Okay. Hmm. Buckle up. Um, I'm going to try not to go off the rails here. <laughs> it, I, 
this is hard for me because it might be too soon for me to talk about if this game is fun or not. We finished this game recently, like finished the uh, campaign. True. Yeah, we wanted Um, to do the whole campaign, which I'll just say is about 14, 15 games. mm -hmm. And you can play multiple games in one night easy, especially if you solve the if you solve the puzzle. Yeah. Like that the game ends as soon as you solve that puzzle. So you could do two turns and be like I'd win like one stop. win like- one for the gipper. <laughs> and like if that's it, great. There you go. Okay. So, so yeah, we finished ahead. it a few a few days ago and I um it might be too soon. Like if you would have asked me two weeks ago, or maybe if you ask me two weeks from today, I would say, Yeah, it's it's fun. I'm having a lot of fun. And then it ended in a way that was really sour for me. <laughs> and I'm not going to spoil anything here. Again, that will be later. So you don't have to, like, shut off your podcast. Um, I'll just say I'm in a kind of a sour mood about if this game is fun or not. So I'm trying to be objective and I'm trying to just, like, really think through this question. Um, I think it's it's fun. It's exercises your mind so there's that like cognitive challenge of code breaking right i don't know if you'll understand this if you've never played the game but i'm just gonna say it for those of you that have and also maybe if you think of this phrase as you play it in the future i enjoyed playing the initiative i did not really enjoy playing the key i don't even think i understand that (laughs) Well, the key, the key is what you're talking about. The card mechanic, what the kids were playing is the key. Okay. I enjoyed playing the initiative, which is the meta thing that's going on. All right. This is definitely Inception. All right. Well, so I'll stop there. You can keep going. That's fine. I think this is good. My brain just doesn't go there. Okay. Well, I don't think anyone else's will probably go there then. Keep going. Keep going. (laughs) So that's what that's what I enjoyed and now that the campaign is over the initiative has stopped. Now the game does have a way for you to play this game after the campaign and I think that's great and I think bravo for them but what you're playing is the key. You're not playing the initiative. The initiative's done. Okay. And that's my two cents. Yeah. So, a little bit sour. I think if I'm objective... It didn't help that we lost the very last mission, too. Okay. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. I knew <laughs> well, I-, I had to bring some context. Okay, but it's I'm not just sour because we lost. No, 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 no. No, I think it, it adds a little splash of bitterness. Yes. But... There's I think you I think you were feeling that. that way even if we would have won. There's more to it than just a loss. Yeah. Yeah, I see that for sure. So, I would I would say that my head is telling me, "Yes, I had fun playing this overall." And my heart is telling me it's too soon. It's too soon. <laughs> so, should we have waited 2 weeks to record this show? No, cuz I wouldn't have had as much That's fire. That's true. You have just Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the word is. Got some oomph. Yeah, that's right. You have some tood. Okay. 
This one's going to be interesting, our fifth category, because we haven't talked about a game that is um, like this in our show before. Is it worth it? Okay. So cost versus replayability and all that. Um, I'll say, for me, it's worth it if I look at it as kind of an extended experience. Okay. So I can get to a place in my mind where I can say, okay, what if you just view this as like 14 missions are like 14 escape rooms with no timer. Oh. And you just got the price of all those escape rooms for a board game. And then I go, okay, it's worth it. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, but... How many locks did you unlock in this escape room? <laughs> well, it's kind of... It's like an escape room in the sense that you're breaking codes. You're, yeah. You're looking closely at cards and areas and comics and trying to figure stuff out. So that's what reminded yeah, me. I don't disagree that there's definitely parallels there. Um, but yeah, there's no locks um, <laughs> in that sense. Um, okay. There's little for me. There's little draw for me to ever play this game again. Even though the game, as I said, kudos, the game tried to do a way for you to play it outside the campaign. Um, and they didn't try. They did it. It's there. I don't really have a draw to ever do it. Okay. So it's kind of fizzled for me. Once the campaign was done, you are done. Yep. Okay. So if I can say, hey, do you want 14 like experiences in this one box? Okay, it's worth it. I'll pay that. Yeah. If they're like, do you want this board game that you can play forever and ever? Nope, not worth it. Yeah. Because for me, this is not a forever and ever board game. Because once the game within a game is done, you're it's, done. And it's not just that. You permanently, ir, ir, what is it? Irrevocably. <laughs> no, you said it before we started Irre- recording. Irreversibly <laughs> yeah. change the game. Yeah, you alter this game. It is legacy light. Like That's what I like to call it. You you might rip up a card. You might alter the board. You might draw on something. Like Just all those things that you experience in any legacy game. Um, things change in this game as yeah. the comic goes on. So we and can... that is that is one of the unique things that I mentioned earlier. Like you react to what's going in the comic, what to what's going on in the comic with your physical game space. Right. So we can't even pack this up and repackages repackage it in a way that our friends could play it. Yeah. It's done. Yep. This game is. Not not ruined, but you know what I mean. Like we've we've altered it permanently. It's ruined. So um, I don't know. That's depending on how I look at it is how I would answer the question of if it's worth it or not. Okay. What about you? Um, I would say for me personally, um, I had a lot of hype going into this game, um, and that's a personal problem. <laughs> I think that's actually an industry problem. It's a board game problem. Hype with board games, maybe it's just me again, but I feel like the hype train is always rolling on a lot of games. Choo-choo. <laughs> and then for me, this one, once I played it a few times, I was like, oh, this is it? Like, I have to do keep on doing this thing over and over again? So that's, that's where it kind of fell a little flat for me. It was a little, it was slightly repetitive at times. Like, just solving a puzzle every time. 
um, got a little bland after a few, you know? But the changes kept it a little interesting. There's, like, breadcrumbs, right? Like, mm-hmm. here's a little bit more. Ooh, here's a little bit more. Ooh. I'm like, all right, I guess I'll figure out what this means, and I'll guess out. Ooh, a new cipher. Let's <laughs> solve some puzzles. So in that, it was it was very cool. So I still think it was worth it. I like the ability to play beyond the campaign a lot more than you do. I like the idea of that. Because um, a lot of our friends aren't, like, super into board games and this one has because i'll use that you word again unique it has a lot of things that like people just like people like word puzzles people like number puzzles jumbles jambles you know just what's a jumble and a jamble you know where like words are mixed up and you have to figure out what it Ah, is the jumbles and jambles got it the jumbles and jambles (laughs) in mystery and so like this provides that in a board game form you got the dope uh, card mechanic, which is really simple and so 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 dumb. Christian's I, obsessing over this card. I mechanic. didn't think I was going to talk about the card mechanic tonight, <laughs> but once I started just thinking about this game, I was like, "Yeah, the cards. This is like if more games did this, man, I am down to clown with any game that down does to this. clown." So yeah, I would say that it was definitely worth it. I personally am looking forward to playing it with other friends um, and. They give you, I don't know, maybe like 20 or more extra scenarios. So that's pretty cool. Okay. I enjoy that. So it is worth it. You know what? How you feel is valid. Thank you, Angela. And also, I should probably try one of the experiences outside the campaign before I go rooting tooting down the street about how. (laughs) (laughs) So let me ask you a question about worth it and fun. Okay. You... Um, you called this an experience. Yeah. You also called another game where we talked about an experience. Chronicles of Crime. Mm. Two very different games. Yes. But you also called that one an experience more than a traditional board game. Yes. What game would you rather play again? Neither. Okay. No. I would rather play Chronicles of Crime. Okay. Why? Um, because the story is not done. You can choose a new story. What if we play... I guess that's different. Yeah. I guess if we played all the stories, it'd be a different story. <laughs> <laughs> there's still mystery there. Yeah. There's still mystery. All right. That question blew up in my face. No, no. I think it's a good question. <laughs> it's... Um, yeah. I don't know. Like, it's it's different. It's like if I want to solve a word puzzle... Sure, I'll play this game. Okay. But that's all there is now. That's true. After the campaign. Yeah, um, once you're done with the campaign, there's very little, like... There's um, no story left. ...reason to, like, run back to it. If you have gamer fr- non-gamer friends who want to come over and, like, hey, you guys like board games. We do, too. We play Scrabble. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think this is a good one to, sh- to introduce them to the world beyond quote-unquote i don't want to say target games anymore because target has expanded but sure you get what i say like clue monopoly categories stuff like mm-hmm. that so mm-hmm. um yeah it's definitely worth it any last words that you want to say about the initiative before we uh jump into our next segment and wrap up the show hmm 
Not without spoiling things. Okay. So why don't we just call it right now? We're going to do a quick spoiler filled rant slash discussion at the very very end of the show after our credits so after the credits roll we'll jump in and do like maybe a five ten minute chat and just um hear a little bit more about what angela feels how i feel and uh we'll go from there but for now we're just going to talk about what thoughts or ideas surfaced while we played this game brb this episode is sponsored by show it are you stuck in a boring website template Maybe you don't even know where to start. Experience the true creative freedom with the drag and drop simplicity of a show it website. Our website, marriedandboard.com, is a show it website, and we love how simple it is to create. Get started for free at showit.co. You won't be disappointed. All right, man. Um... That was a big um. <laughs> I was going to ask the question. I was trying to think of like when we disagreed on a game previous to this one. Do you feel like we disagree? I don't know if we disagreed, but like I feel that you're you have a lot of feelings towards this game. I do. I have a lot of emotion. <laughs> but anyways, so this is like the initiative is like a legacy light game. You're going through a story, a campaign, you're, you're changing stuff about the game you're playing. How does everyone feel about legacy games? Hmm. That's, that's kind of like what we were talking about. Yeah. I love the idea of them. Um, right. But the practice of them in, in my board gaming career, which I am currently 0-5 in, <laughs> legacy games, um, <laughs> Obviously, doesn't go very well, Angela. As as like a concept, as an idea, how do you feel about legacy games? I'm really drawn to them because really? I like that. Like I like the story element. Now we haven't had a lot of time to put them into practice because usually it's something where you maybe are not required to have more than two, but like it's an experience where you would get. Just like a two-dimensional, like no pun intended, um, <laughs> experience with two players. Now, this the initiative is not like that, but like I'm thinking of Seafall, or um, we've thought about buying Charterstone, or Even King's Dilemma. Pandemic Legacy, like the number one legacy yeah. game. Would yeah. we be missing something with playing that with two people? I don't know. Yeah, That's don't... a good question. So we haven't really put that like into practice can i say i've had i have like five or ten legacy games under my belt no i can't but they do draw me because i like that i like that idea of going on a journey with people but yeah, then we but, both we both i think we both love to read yeah beyond board games it's one of our hobbies mm -hmm. and like how cool is telling like a literal story through the game you're playing yes but then my other side, like, I don't know if this is... Maybe we need a definition of what we're talking about because I like games that tell a story without permanent manipulation of the game. Okay. So that there's two different categories there for me. Like Journeys Through Middle Earth, Lord of the Rings. Okay. You're going on a journey. There's a story. Yes. It's in the title. It's the, Journeys. It is. Don't Some, stop believing. Sometimes right? it's a sprint through Middle Earth, but yeah, it's a that's another podcast. race through Middle Earth. Um, we talked about that. <laughs> but anyway, 
it's a journey through Middle Earth, but you're not like permanently um, altering the game. You yes. could hand it off to someone, and you haven't written in it. You haven't destroyed any pieces. You haven't thrown anything away. You haven't put a sticker anywhere in the rule book. Yep. All those things that yep. what we're talking about here with the initiative. So, yeah, I think coming to the end of my first true experience like this, because we've started experiences like this but never finished them. Right. So coming to the end of it, it's a big bummer. <laughs> Because it's just like, we can never... Okay, so let's say best case scenario, we loved it. We loved the game, whatever it is. Yeah. We could never give it to someone no. to have them share that experience. That's true. It's done. We, we can only, wrecked it. We can only say, you gotta do this. Right. You gotta buy blank game. Right. And I guess, you know, that's what it's there for <laughs> you know True. go out and buy our game <laughs> um so the, but then like worst case scenario you didn't you come to the end of it and you're like had a mediocre to terrible experience and now it's on your shelf and you can't sell it because because you're halfway through because you've permanently altered the game okay <laughs> and you're never gonna play it again yeah even even boxed escape rooms, even though you can't play them again, at least you can sell them. Yeah, at we've least, we've gotten multiple. Can, what is it? It's not exit. It's is it exit? I think it is. It's exit yeah. games from our friend. Yeah. Yeah. Or unlock. That's what unlock. It is. Yeah. Yeah. At least you can give it to a friend. Like, hey, we really love this. Like, we already, you know, the surprise is spoiled for us. But maybe you would love it yeah um but we can't even give this to anyone um yeah that like, that is a bummer that's one bummer about this game i feel like if you could reset the experience and give it to somebody that'd be awesome for me yeah because like i love like i mentioned at the top of the show i love the table experience when playing games and if i could give that to someone else mm-hmm. to borrow that's that's like a that's a win for me yeah, it's so it's so hard because then again, you know, all these games that where you permanently alter whether it be the rule book or the board or pieces. Mm-hmm. That that like that moment when that happens is part of the intrigue. It's so mind blowing. It's so it's so like <gasps> you know like yeah. that's you know that's crazy. So um, yeah, I think. I think I'll just talk about like our experience with Seafall. Sure. We've only played it up to three sessions of Seafall. But the first session that you play in Seafall. Spoiler alert. Yeah, we'll just say it right now. We're just going to spoil it. It's an old game. It's not, honestly, it kind of flopped, right? But at the end of that first session, you kill your character. And so I spent all this time making my character. Crafting their name. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is such a cool name. I'm going to, this is going to be my pirate lord. And, like, it's going to be awesome. And then it's like, 75 years have passed. Please rip up your character. And I was like, what? That's terrible and amazing. I (laughs) think we all looked at each other. Like, there was four of us around the table. And we all looked at each other like, 
Wait, we actually like rip up the card? Yeah, I was so invested in my character. Yeah. And then it was just like, nope, sorry, you're not supposed to be invested in this guy. I know. So that's that's the coolness that legacy can bring. Mm-hmm. There's like there's there's so much potential there, and like I guess it just hasn't hit us or something. Yeah. So it's it's hard because man, as a creator, I can see just the. I, the appeal of creating and and living in a game space like this like okay to, yeah. um but i i don't know as a player if i'm like 100% on board yeah and for me it's also a like a time thing they they do take they take a long time yeah and you need the well not need we would prefer the same group of people yeah, I think you kind of do need it. So it's like, you know how to play, you know the character. Like, if my friend, you know, Ted, whatever, made a character in Gloomhaven, and it was like, this is my character, these are the upgrades I did, and then my other, you know, like, and then he quit, I don't want to, like, give somebody Ted's character. Right. And then you have to teach him the game, and like, oh, yeah. that's not the combo that you want to go with, sorry. <laughs> Yeah. So I guess, you know, we never come to any, we not never, we usually come to no conclusions about these discussions. It's just kind of what hit our head as we were thinking about a game like The Initiative. And there are games out there that you permanently alter the game. And it got us thinking about how do we feel about that in general? And Yeah, I think it brings up a good question too for everybody. Like uh, legacy games, like what's your favorite? Obviously, mm. a lot of people play Gloomhaven. I just don't like the mechanics of Gloomhaven yet. Someone's got to convince me to play Go- Gloomhaven that it's fun beyond the first scenario and losing. <laughs> <laughs> so I love the appeal of these legacy games. Like Pandemic Legacy, I would love to play. Mm-hmm. I would love to go through that. Again, I'm very experiential. If Is that a word? Uh Yep. I like to experience board. I like to have shared experiences with my friends. That's probably a better way. Yeah. So, like, if we could do that on a board game and, like, change the board and, like, have these adventures or whatever a legacy game may bring, I'm all for it. But it's also really hard to just play a game 16 times. Yeah. To do that. So, true. That's what this one does good. It's each session is very short. Right. So you can do multiples in a night. We've done three, maybe four of the initiative. And in then we, one night. Yeah, and we got it done. So, All right. I don't know, legacy games, you love them, you hate them, tell us how you feel. Maybe you're in the middle. Maybe jury's still out for you. Or maybe <laughs> you've never played a legacy game, and you're like, wow, there's games where you actually write on stuff and destroy stuff and <laughs> put stickers on things. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's, uh, you know, let's tie up the bow on legacy games and wrap up the show here before we get into our spoiler talk um we like to end the show every week as we talk every week we don't do this every week sorry i wish we did this every week every time um yeah we would love to do this every week if you want to send us board games to talk about um (laughs) at that point yes we could do it every week 
It's uh. true. We don't have it in the our current budget to buy <laughs> to buy board games every week to talk about. So, anyways, um, we like to talk about at the end of our show what brings us joy out of board games. So, Angela, why don't you just jump in? I'm looking at what you wrote here, and I'm laughing in my <laughs> guys. I'm so, gonna, tell, it's, it's real simple. Tell us what's up. It's real simple for me. There's a place where we get tacos near our house. Yep. And hard shell, mahi-mahi tacos. Okay. Garlic sauce. I've got a whiskey mule in my hand. It's summer, baby. (laughs) It's It's also 110 outside. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that crunch of the hard shell. We have been to this taco place. I mean, if you want to know what it is, it's in the Arizona area. Arizona area. <laughs> it's in Arizona. It's in Arizona. Sure. It's called uh, Fuzzy's Tacos. Angela has found it and has just fallen in love with Fuzzy's Tacos. Yeah. And yeah, it's been really, real great. Cool. What about you? What's bringing you joy? Well, one of my favorite things besides board games, um, and I hate saying this as a 38-year-old man, is toys. Um, I just... (laughs) Why are you laughing? What a preface. (laughs) I hate saying No, it's just... I don't know. Like... (laughs) It's when you're you're an adult, but you don't feel like... (laughs) It's when you're an adult, and you don't feel like an adult, and it's just like, what do you like to do on the weekends, Christian? And you're like... Playing board games and video games. <laughs> it's like, how old are you? Oh, almost 40. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am a collector. Um, I don't like throwing things away. Um, and so I have a new in- a personal Instagram account called Crispin's Toy Chest. How do you spell that? That's X-R-I-S-P-I-N-S Toy Chest. Um, and... What I've decided to do just to do something with the boxes and boxes of stuff I've saved from my childhood um, is to just take Instagram pictures of it and put it on Instagram and just talk about why I like it and why I saved it. And the answer is I don't know. I don't know why I saved it because it hurts to throw things away for me. And that's mm. just who I am. It's okay. I accept you as you are. So definitely definitely talk or check it out. Um, I am a I grew up in the eighties and nineties, so it is it's going to be full of eighties toys, nineties toys. I've got baseball cards. I've got I've got ideas, Angela, on what to do with this. Wow, look at you. Star Wars mask. If you've listened to the past couple episodes, talked about my my love for the show and toys called Mask from the eighties. Um, that's what I'm starting with. I'm just it's gotten me into like eBay hunting again, and it's not a good thing. Um, to, I have to complete my collection of mass toys. <laughs> and the problem is, is I need the same four that everyone else needs. Right. And so everything is so expensive, and I'm not willing to pay the price. So, yeah. so if you got the hookup on mass toys, um, hit me up. Do you want, Are you giving your personal phone number or email or what's going <laughs> no, on No, just DM me on Crispin's Toy Chats. <laughs> Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot out, a lot of you out there who enjoy collecting. So um, I just, I don't know what it is. Like, maybe it's having kids again and seeing them play with toys. But, like, I'm just remembering being a kid and having so much fun. So I'm having fun again doing this. So Like it. I love Angela, it. Angela, please don't leave me and just bear with me as we I play with toys. As we say in marriage, a deal's a deal. A deal is a deal. All right, Angela. Um how can our fun viewers slash listeners contact us? Okay. I do hope you're fun out there. I hope that 
if we had you over for games. Yeah. Maybe even a legacy game, if you will. If you want to come over for a legacy game and you own it, let's play. (laughs) We'll destroy your copy. (laughs) All right. Here's how you get a hold of us. You can always find us on Instagram. We are at Married and Bored. You can DM us there. You can comment on our posts, and we love to interact there. You can email us at hello at marriedandboard.com. And you can find us on Twitter, where we are not at Married and Bored. At Married Bored. I'm working on it. (laughs) Come on, guys. At Married Bored. Um, We are hoping to get our Twitter follower, following Mm -hmm. up past... I think my goal right now is 20. (laughs) 20. (laughs) We are just super killing it right now on Twitter. (laughs) Hey, last time I did a shout out. We went from 11 to 12. Now we're at like 16. 11 so, to 12. <laughs> Angela's losing it. Um, so Zach, thank you for being follower number 12. I appreciate it. You know who you are way down in New Zealand. So um, yeah, uh, follow us on Twitter um, and did the Instagram thing. We have an email address at hello at marriedandboard.com. One quick question for our viewers as you are coming out of quarantine and getting vaccine, what is the one game you are getting on your table first after 18 months of no playing? Send us a message on what that game is. For us, it was Root. Mm-hmm. We could have picked probably, that was probably like one of five we could have picked. So yeah. we'd love to know what you guys are playing. We'd love to hear from you about anything. If you want to talk about board games... We talk about candy, candy, toys, toys, coffee, books. Yep. Like maybe we'll just expand this. The, a global enterprise of married and bored. Let's take it one one episode. <laughs> okay, should we just time. stay at board games? <laughs> well, we appreciate everybody listening. Um, stay tuned for that spoiler full rant that we are going rant discussion of the initiative right after the ending credits. Talk to you later, guys. Till next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Married and Board podcast. And guess what? We have a website where you can listen to podcast episodes and so much more. Find us at marriedandboard.com or you can email us at hello at marriedandboard.com or follow us on Instagram at marriedandboard. Music in this episode is by Joseph McDade. See you next time. Welcome, everybody, to the first ever spoiler chat about a board game on the Married and Board podcast. Yes, so we are going to spoil some things about the initiative here. If you have not played the initiative and you are interested in keeping everything a secret, which I would say is pretty important in this game, please turn away now. Shut off your podcast. Shut it off. Cut it out. And do Joey not Gladstone. listen to this. <laughs> All right, we've given them fair warning, don't you think? Um, yeah, but it is the internet, so we're going to say it again. <laughs> spoilers! <laughs> we're going to be talking about spoilers. Um, continue at your own risk. So the initiative, like we talked about, is a changing board game. One of the great things about it is that you're going to be getting secrets. And you want to tell anything about the secrets that you get? We didn't really mention it in the main segment, but each mm-hmm. secret changes the game. Yeah, so, man, where this game, like, really took off for me was when we got that uh, secret clue where we deciphered 
and it said uh, something to the effect, I'm not going to get the exact wording, but we deciphered a code that said, under the false bottom. Oh, no, man. the false box bottom. That was... And I was like, boom! Yeah, and so we were just like, what the fuck? What's <laughs> going on here? And so, like, it has that kind of elements. Like, And so we looked in the box, and you take the insert out, and there's a fake piece of... Fake. There's an extra piece of cardboard in there mm-hmm. that is hiding a, no- a whole another set of rules. Yeah. That changes the game from there on out. So cool. So cool. So cool. So that really like had us hooked. We were like, wow, that's amazing. And then, okay, like from that point on, we looked at the board and we knew that board was going to open up. Yeah. That, so one thing you notice right away when you play this game and you start punching out the cheats like I do, <laughs> they are very thick. They're very like the cardboard they used is like a plus quality cardboard (laughs) like i don't know what they did to get to get it like this but they're just unusually like tall if that makes sense yeah you were your fingers would always be like do i have two of them oh no that's just one yeah exactly and then i felt the same way because of that i looked at the board and the board is double-sided when you first get it i was like this just seems really tall like what is the deal like why is it made this way it's and really then a deep board. And then upon 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 further inspection, like you realize pretty fast that like if you just look at the board, there's like perforation around the board. There's perforation around the edges. There's like tape that shouldn't be where there's tape. Mm-hmm. It's not like super noticeable, but you play this game twelve times before that even comes into effect, and yeah. then so you're just like. I know this thing. I know there's something inside here. Especially once that false bottom clue, like, and you're like, oh, man, we're like. That false bottom was so early. Yeah. Compared I... to, like, the next, quote, big reveal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was a little bit, I mean, still cool to realize, like, when the game tells you, open up the, like, open up the board yeah it was a seafall moment right yeah. like when we had to rip up our seafall characters yeah like the false bottom was just like whoa this game is amazing false bottom epic the opening up the board less epic because we, we saw it coming we saw it coming yeah we could literally see the perforation <laughs> i you know to in fairness to the game makers and creators and and i don't know how they could have made that less noticeable no i think they did the best job they they could have for sure well at the same time still being able to open the board (laughs) yeah yeah it Um, it is a cool little mechanic um i just wonder if they could have just started with that board and done some cool secrets in a different way maybe yeah i don't know like sealed boxes are always fun one Mm -hmm. thing i didn't see coming like everybody has a character card and you have a special on the character card Mm-hmm. Once that board opens up, you get like extra, you get the bottom half of your character card. Mm-hmm. Like that's one surprise I did not see coming. I like, didn't see that coming either. And that was pretty cool. And it's just really funny because the, the main character card is like from the waist up of like this drawing of like a 90s kid. So he's got the windbreaker in his pockets and he looks dope. And then like you get the extra um, character card and it's literally his pants yeah and you just stack them on top of each other and it looks great but it's just so funny like oh this is just 
It's his bottom. His, it's his pants. Mm-hmm. And his, I mean, it's his legs and his feet, too. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. And we're not going in any particular order. Just things that are jumping out at me is, you know, like we, the Lyndon B. Johnson Oh, my mission. gosh. So, I tweeted. I tweeted about that yeah. to to the unexpected games. Like, so I think like it was like wasn't an epic moment. Like, look under the false bottom. No, but it was kind of interesting. I thought they did a really good job of like the comic. I think preceding that mission had been about like Private. kind of this di- this dilemma of Prothna cheating mm, on a history on exam a test. And because she's playing the game so much, she doesn't have time to study or something to that effect. And so then you get thrown into this mission where the the clue um, question is, what is Lyndon B. Johnson's birthday? <laughs> President Lyndon B. Johnson. And, um, and then it didn't even occur to Christian and I to... Well, I should say, it occurred to us we could look it up. Duh, we have small handheld computers called phones. Oh, I thought but, about it right away, but I was like... Well, that's we cheating. Got, yeah, we got to figure this out. Yeah, we immediately just agreed as a team, like, well, that would be cheating. So we're just going to solve the play the game like normal, solve the clue like normal. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to the end of it, it like it says, you know, like, did you win or lose? We won. Um, on that mission and then it said did you win by cheating that was cool or not and that was interesting because it blew my mind that they thought of that yeah that you know like it tied it into prathna's story and also like i mean this is so goody two shoes of me that people would have cheated like that after yeah you, you know, that they again gone on the internet if you've been listening to us for a while angela is the rule follower so like cheating <laughs> is the last thing on her mind where I'm just like, let's just look it up. Like, come on. We're Even stumped. Even you didn't say that. No, I'm just in general. Like, I, for me, the way I approached that specific one, I knew it was a date, right? Because it was his birthday. Right. And I was like, once we know the first one, the a couple letters in the first word, we can decipher what the month is. No big deal. Yeah. Because you have 12 chances. Mm-hmm. None of them repeat. That's yep. easy. The hard part is going to be the dates. I knew when he was president-ish. Like, I was like, okay, right. 60s. So I know that. And so, like... You're thinking he's not 12 when he's right. president. He's, he's probably uh, in his 60s yeah. or 70s. And so I'm thinking, like, okay, so he's born in the 1900s mm-hmm. or... The 1890s, mm-hmm. and so like once we started just getting a little bit of pieces, we were able to actually get that one. I feel like that one was pretty, pretty easy for us to get, just because of like deduction, mm-hmm. like just common sense deduction. Like, okay, that that month has six letters. All right, well, June doesn't have six <laughs> letters. July doesn't have six letters. Yeah. Like, what month? It's August. Right. And then, you know, like when you get the last digit of the day, it's a whatever it was. It was nine or I don't know what it was. But then you're like, okay, your choices are zero, nine, one, nine or two, nine. Yeah. There's a lot of easy like deduction you can do from a date. And so Mm -hmm. that's that's why I didn't cheat. I would have gotten close to cheating if we were running out of time in the game. Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, we know it's either the 17th or the 27th. 
Mm-hmm. Am I willing to risk drawing another card to end the game? Or should I just look it up? Right. We didn't have to make hard decisions. No. But that was really cool. That was cool. Before we jump to, like, the end, very last scenario, which kind of, like, set off this whole discussion. Yes. Did you have anything else you wanted to say? I'm trying to think. Like, um, I liked when it first... It did this a couple times, but when we first had clues that were found within the comic pictures. Oh, yes. That was really cool. That was Um, great. There was one mission in particular where we had, it was like Jenny in the bathroom with the fog, and you had to like line up the card to complete the letters. That was early on. That was cool. Was It It was probably mid, I guess. It's hard for us to say now because it all kind of... (laughs) Blurs together. Right. You're doing a lot better job at remembering the character's name. I played the same character the whole game. The red guy. What was his name? Red guy. Red guy. <laughs> I don't know his name. Like, what was his name? I don't know. <laughs> like, in this whole show, you just, oh, Prosna like and Nate. Jenny. And I'm just like, I don't know. I did the red guy where I can look in three rooms. Yeah. That was. That was his special. That was my jam. <laughs> uh, yes. So that one, that was cool. And I did it a couple times with, um, like, arrows on signs pointing to left, right, up, down. So you would look in the comic to see the hint for the code or whatever. The directions you needed to run through the cipher. Yeah. 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 So that was cool. I really, this will come up in the end as well, like when we discuss the end. But I liked how the game walked you through different ciphers. So, okay, we're going to teach you this cipher. And, like, uh, I don't remember what the first one was. It was maybe just... The first one was, like, the reversed alphabet. Running the alphabet backwards. Against the real alphabet, yeah. Okay. And then there was, like, um, shapes that represented letters in the alphabet. And then there was Braille. Braille. Um, So I like that it did that. Now, the story itself kind of ended in a... It wasn't. It was a bit anticlimactic. Yeah. Um, You're presented with a choice to rescue somebody, right, or escape. To get data for him. Are you supposed to work for a guy or run away? Because Mm -hmm. he's kind of a creeper. Uh, Mm -hmm. We chose to run away. Mm -hmm. And so. But even just before we get into that, like even just his whole, like, we're following this guy who we. or this guy keeps popping up in the comic who we think is the bad guy, right? Or the guy with the secret or the guy who's in charge. He's or, like the guy who made the game or right. some wizard or who knows. But then at the end, you know, you get to this mansion. Well, not the end, but the last two missions. And you discover Mr. Tuez, who is not the guy you've been seeing the whole time in the comic. Um... The guy you've been seeing the whole time in the comic is the dad of a girl who got sucked into the key playing it just like we did and who's trying to get redemption. And I was just like, I don't know. It just wasn't doing it for me. (laughs) I just wanted like a, I just wanted a different spin. Yeah. Um, After going through all that mystery, (laughs) I wanted it to kind of like 
because they all have secrets that are kind of like being whispered at them the whole comic i thought like this game is going to try to take over their mind someone's going to try to run science experiments on them yeah or just take like a, an occult twist like yeah. arkham horror-ish yeah like we love that in board games we're not going to watch any movies on it no <laughs> but if it took that direction we'd be okay with that it just i wanted it to be darker Ooh. than it was that's definitely and, not that. And and I knew it wasn't going to be super dark because of the style and the art. I mean, when you think about it, Jumanji's pretty dark. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Like, I wanted it to be that. Yeah. So, last mission. All right, let's talk about it, Angela. So, the last mission, we chose to escape. And to do so, we had to find a room. The clue was... All the exterior doors are locked. Mm-hmm. What room has an open window? An unlocked window you can escape from. And that is what our task was. Mm-hmm. So we're presented with... Three four, words. Three words. A four-letter word, a five-letter word, and a six-letter word. Mm-hmm. So we've been asked to find a room. So we immediately start thinking through rooms in a house. What kind of rooms would you have in a house? Yeah, we even started looking at the game board because it's a game within a game. So we're like, are any of these windows actually open? Sure. In the actual board. Mm -hmm. Wasn't the case. And then we're like, okay, what about... So we're going through the standard rooms like kitchen. Okay, well, kitchen... Too many letters. Doesn't make sense. Okay. Dining room. Okay. You know, the too many repeated N's and I's. We don't have that. Yeah, basically, with what we had revealed, we knew a lot of the letters in the words. We knew the whole... So I think what screwed us up was the last six-letter word. Yeah. And it was... It looks something like R D. L D D R D L. Yeah. And we were just like, oh, that kind of sounds like riddle. And there are no vowels. There was no vowels in the word. And so. So we have to take all these letters, some of them we don't know yet, and unscramble them into a four letter word, a five letter word, and a six letter word. Yes. So <clears throat> maybe. I think, like, to make my point in my case, the reason why I'm so sour, I need to kind of set up a little bit. Let's hear it. So all throughout the game, they're giving you, what do you call them, like, ciphers? Yeah. And they're asking you to, like, they're like, hey, there's this kind of cipher. It kind of trains you as you go. Like, let's get used to it kind of idea. Yep. So there's this one, running the alphabet backwards. You try. Kind of like, yes. like has you try. Okay. And then, oh, there's this one, Braille. Now you try. Okay. And then there's this one, a like combination lock looking thing with letters that are not lined up. Yeah, like a traditional cipher. That's what that one, yeah. You try. So we've got, I don't know, by the 15th or 14th mission, we've got seven of these, let's say. I didn't actually count them all up. Yeah, there was quite a few. And all throughout the game, they're referring back to these ciphers that we've learned. And then in the last mission, 
they just throw one in there that we've never learned. And we're like, we've never, not that it's outside our capability or mind or cognitive ability, but it's just like, okay, you've completely deviated from the whole idea of what you've instilled in us this whole game, which is here's the ciphers available to you. Now use them. And then you just give us a completely random one at the end that has nothing to do with anything we've ever learned. It was directional. It was R, D, L, whatever, because that stood for left, down, right. And we didn't do a single cipher (laughs) like that the whole entire game. And I'm getting riled up about it because it just, I feel like they set us up to fail. Okay, yeah. Because we've been trained this whole time that here's a cipher available to you. Use it. Here's another one available to you. Use it. I think the best way they could have ended this is to use a lot, if not all, of the ciphers that we've learned this whole time. A combination of all of them. In the last code-breaking clue. Instead... Well, we did that. We were like, oh, we're looking through all these secret cards. Yep. Yeah. And then... I don't know. There's something else. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, I feel, I feel a little bit of how you feel. It is silly that the first time we saw something was on the last mission. If it was in any previous mission, we honestly forgot. It's not. I guarantee it. Yeah, but we lost, and like one thing I like losing this game was very frustrating for you. Oh, that's the other thing I was going to say. We won 10, oh, there you go. 10 of the 14 missions, but lost the campaign. No. <laughs> that is ridiculous. We had, I mean, I know I have a background as a teacher. We had, like, a very above average record. It was very rare for us very not. rare for us. We to would lose. hardly get the the clues wrong once we revealed them. Yes. I don't think we ever did once they were revealed, correct? There's one we technically counted ourselves out because we got one letter off. It had <sighs> an, it had an S at the end and we So didn't, we didn't pluralize. We didn't pluralize it. Oh, so dumb. Um, but if we lost the game, it's because the game beat us with the time cards. Yeah, the stopwatches. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and so I was just like, I was I, honestly, I was like in shock. I was like, "Wait, what? We just lost the campaign, <laughs> and you're trapped in this house forever." Like when it told us to go to whatever page, it was like, "If you lose mission fourteen, go to this page." We go to the page. You've lost the campaign, and I was like, "Fuck you." <laughs> We've won 11 of these missions. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, that is probably the fourth time in six years that I've heard Angela say that word. So, uh, lucky you. Okay, I'm out. (laughs) I think that's a great time to end this show. Um, Man, if you want to talk about this more, DM us on Instagram because Angela will just 
<laughs> chat for days on this. Um, it's a little it makes me a little nervous to play more legacy games because I think most of them, if they're campaign style and you lose the last mission, I think you kind of just lose in a way. So like the journey is forgotten because you lost the last mission. Okay. I kind of get that. Yeah. But I feel like the journey was preparing us for something. Oh yeah, we went they just We went to com- sp- spy school for sure. That they just completely threw out the window, yeah. no pun intended, on which window we should escape from. Oh. I'm was- curious to know if it's a harder scenario because we chose to escape. I guess we could go and look, but we just never did. So, I feel like it's not about it being harder or easier cognitively. It's just... The design we, choice? It's just not what they had set us up for. Yeah. Yeah. So, it was kind of just rude, I, th- I feel like. It was just... It was a low blow. Yeah. yeah. It was hitting below the belt. As Michael Jordan said, and then I took it personally. Yeah. <laughs> And then I took it personally. Oh man! Um, any last things you want to say about the initiative no, before I've we? Already, I've already dropped the f bomb that I would like to edit out. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it in there. I know you are. All right, guys. Um, we appreciate our first spoiler chat with you all. Um, maybe we'll do another one in the future if there's more games that we played that can or cannot be spoiled. Do we have to put an expletive warning on this podcast? On TBD. <laughs> Bye, everyone.